Every year around Christmas, people encounter all sorts of surprises. Laura DiGeronimo got a surprise for Christmas a few years ago that wasn't the kind you'd welcome. The story starts in 2013, when Laura was 25 and in love. She lived with her boyfriend, whom she dated for four years, and she knew something big was on the horizon. Everybody was asking, what colors for the wedding? How's the seating going to go when you get married? When are you guys going to start having kids? Do you think you guys are going to have two kids or three kids? Wow, this sure would be a good place to have a wedding. One day, her boyfriend said it was time for a heart-to-heart. She didn't know quite what to expect. It was December 22nd, 2013. It was like 6 p.m. He said, we need to talk. I said, okay. And he said... I just think that things would be best for both of us if we broke up. He was done. Done, done. She asked what she could do to make him stay, but he didn't budge. That night, they started packing his things. Three days later, on Christmas, her family asked the obvious question. Where's the ring? I'm looking at a pile of gifts that are for him, and my heart's falling out. I didn't want to make it a downer. So she shared the news with a smile and hid how deeply heartbroken she was. I was trying to prove that I didn't need him or anybody, that I was just a self-contained island of a person. But becoming an island wasn't what she needed. Things were about to get really bad. It became really hard to get out of bed. I would wake up hours early for work and just lay in bed and look at my ceiling and look around the house at all the empty spaces on the wall where art that he and I had gotten together wasn't. And I just felt so scared. She was scared about bills, so she kept her heat around 50 degrees and skimped on food. She was scared no one would ever love her. But she was scared for another reason, too. I wasn't me. She was crying a lot, and her house became littered with the remains of chores she was too overwhelmed to complete. Mildewed clothes, garbage, sand. Laura had sunk into depression. The dishes in my sink were probably about two and a half to three feet high, piled in horrible stagnant water. The dishes weren't the only thing piling up. It was a rough winter. And the mountains of snow outside her door felt like a symbol of her isolation. My house is really small, and it's white. And the snow got so high that it looked as though my house was a set of windows built into a snow pile. After each snowfall, ice crusted over with a horrible sheen that looked to her like the surface of the moon. She felt trapped and alone. So then I, just in a really weak moment, I think on some level wanted somebody to say, hey, are you okay? So I posted on Facebook. She asked, hey, can anyone help me shovel or know someone with a plow I can hire? I watched it for a little bit and nobody, not one person, had responded to it. That's Ruthie Brown of Winchenden, Massachusetts. She didn't know Laura well. They'd met at LensCrafters, where Laura's an optician. But they clicked. Like, there's no way this girl can go home and do this by herself. Yeah, I'd just gotten done doing our driveway, and she's 
mentioning that Laura needed some help. My name's Bill Brown. I'm Ruthie's husband of 37 years. 36. 36 years. You love me. (laughs) Ruthie convinced Laura to let them make the 40-minute drive to dig her out. They wanted to do it right away while Laura was still at work. We loaded the snowblower up, made sure it had gas in it, threw a couple shovels in the back of the truck, and went out there and looked at everything and said, eee. Yeah, it was bad. But he got set up. Ruthie went inside to plug in the snowblower, and she saw the pile of dishes. So she washed them. She noticed the floors, so she swept them. Then she vacuumed and mopped. Laura was still at work, but just knowing someone was at her house helping out made her feel lighter. When she drove home that evening, she couldn't believe her eyes. Her driveway was clear, with wide paths to her porch. She was crying even before she reached the kitchen, which was cleaner than she'd seen it in ages. Somebody cared. It felt like I could say, help, and it wasn't weak to need their help. It made me feel strong again. When Laura saw Ruthie again at LensCrafters, I stood up and just gave her a big hug, and I said, you know, you're never going to know like what it means to me that you were so good to me. Laura says the day Ruthie and Bill stepped up was a jump start for her. She wasn't alone. Of course, they brush it off. For them, it was natural. If there's something you can do to help somebody or do something, you don't let that pass because you can't go back. You can never go back and try to help her again on that day. It was nothing. But here I am talking about it, and I probably think about it every day. Laura says when it comes down to it, Ruthie had no idea what she was going through. But she acted anyway. She just needed to know that my dishes were dirty and that there was some soap right there and she could just pick it up and solve that problem. So it really has made me, like, want to be somebody who picks up the soap. Since that Christmas, Laura has found a new job and new love. She still lives in her little white house, and she calls herself the happiest, luckiest person in the world. You can find more Kind World stories by subscribing to the podcast or at wbur.org slash kindworld. If you have a story of kindness that's changed your life, email me at kindworld at wbur.org. I'm Erica Lance. Thanks for listening.